0: From one season to the next, River Valley Cooperative is there for our member-owners and the communities we call home. More than just another supplier, we are neighbors invested in the success of local agriculture. We strive to combine the latest technologies and insights with roll-up-your-sleeves hard work. Join us as we hit the ground year-round, driven to impact the whole acre and the livelihood it creates podcast on the ground year-round with River Valley Cooperative. My name is Devin Sires and I'll be your host today. Our goal is to connect and challenge our listeners by providing them with relevant information focused on the whole acre concept. Today we're talking 2020 crop tour. We're nearing the end of the growing season and thought this would be a great opportunity to explore our production potential. I have three guests with me today. Sam Lowers, regional sales manager, focused on grain in our Illinois territory, and really the guy who helped us spearhead this whole endeavor. My other guests are the Table Talk guys, Matt Van Sloten and Travis Sullivan. Hopefully you've gotten to see or maybe hear their antics throughout the last week as we toured our Iowa and Illinois territories. Before we get too far, let's get to know our guests. Sam, you want to get started for us?
1: Yeah, yeah. My name's Sam Lowers. I work out of the manliest location here, uh, one of the locations that River Valley acquired when they when they purchased Mickley uh, I'd been with Mickley for for five five years full-time worked here in college also uh, been helping on the crop tour since 2013 uh, I live in Wyanette Illinois uh, with my wife and, and dog and I enjoy playing softball and, and bowling and uh, yeah hunting and fishing and I have I have a ho- small hog operation too so, That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Thank you, Sam. Thanks. I uh, appreciate that. And uh, I've been with River Valley now just over three and a half years, and I can say we're really excited to have you and your team over
1: with us. Man. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you're a bowler, which is fantastic. Yep. There's not many of us around. This guy. <laughs> let's move over to the tabletop boys. Which one of you hoodlums want to go first?
2: Ooh, let's let Travis I'll go. i go.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: why don't you go, Matt? Oh, okay.
2: No, I, Travis. I'd be better if you would go first. Oh, um,
3: yeah, I'll go. Travis Sullivan. I am your seed execution lead for the great state of Iowa. Iowa State grad. Go Cyclones. Go. Let's and go, Cyclone. uh, been with River Valley about two years now. Um, working solely on the seed side, and this new endeavor with the Table Talk crew with with my buddy Matthew Van Sloten.
2: Van Sloten get oh, it I'm correct go ahead oh yeah Matt, finally done
0: your turn buddy all
2: right so yes uh mavin Sloton, uh precision ag specialist for the iowa side um uh, for the most part kind of taking more of a leadership role here role here lately um iowa state grad as well
0: let's go
2: all right so we got a couple of us on this side but um yeah i've been working with the river valley here for just shy of five years so i'll get a pretty little plaque here pretty soon so nice awesome
0: thanks guys appreciate uh appreciate you guys being on with us and uh, going through some some of the results, uh, which I think will be kind of exciting to talk about. Sam, why don't you maybe give us a little idea of some of the history behind this? How long has it been going on? Because this is River Valley's first time really doing a crop tour like
1: yeah. this. Yeah, so uh, with Miklick Grain in the past, uh, this would be our eighth year, counting all the Miklick tours, uh, going back to 2013. We were going to do one in 2012, but... Uh, with the drought we didn't want to get anybody disappointed with that so actually uh dean sweeney uh he's the big kahuna on the grain side over here i guess whatever you want to call him uh he kind of spearheaded it back in 13 um but i've been helping him out with it ever since uh and uh yeah i mean we started with probably 30 or 40 growers that first year in 2013 um 150 samples that year we were pretty spot on too we were about three bushels off of the the county average uh back then it was just bureau henry and stark counties here in illinois in our old trade territory but uh and, and growing from there you know we, we grew it to shoot over 650 samples here with all the river valley folks and uh, it, it's been great you know we've been close on the the nas numbers i think within about five bushels in the last eight years so i mean it's a pretty good indicator of, of what these guys what these farmers have grown out here and and uh We've done a good job with it, and they've done a good job as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. that's awesome.
0: How many total counties did we do? Oh. Do you guys know, or do we need to count?
2: Well, can I, Debo, You're gonna have to hold up your fingers so we can help count all these because I don't have enough really fingers really and might toes have to I take believe. your shoes take off. My shirt off?
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, is this Common Core math? Because I'm confused already. So. <laughs> well, Let's that doesn't count. take much either, though. Uh, I think from
2: the Iowa side, I think we covered uh, eight separate counties on uh, on our side. Got a little help from some other assistants um, within the organization, so we
3: were able to cover quite a few of them.
2: It's got a lot of
3: pressure too, Sam. You guys being that close, because uh, <laughs> uh, Matt and I handling things <laughs> could drop your numbers this
0: year. Ah, that's all right. That's how many counties? Right. How many counties in Illinois do we cover? We
1: would have been. Let's see, one, two. Let's call it six or seven. Six counties. or seven, seven counties yeah. in Illinois, eight yeah. counties
0: in Iowa. That's pretty awesome. And like Travis said man i hope we get as close as you guys (laughs) got Um, that'll be pretty awesome yeah so one of you want to explain the process what we what we did out there matt travis you guys want to you know i've seen pictures of you with like long sleeve shirts face masks a chain i mean what are you doing out there
3: yep yep so the chain was uh well two parts to take stand counts and then um,
0: for 17
3: foot five inches are typically what for our 30 intros, and then also a to beat Matt with if he wasn't moving fast enough to the cornfield.
2: Hey, it was actually more to help me find my way back out. You could just drag me out. Well, if I wanted you to find your way back out. Anyways,
3: um, yeah, so we'd walk in, you know, past the end rows, 50 to 100 feet, um, and try to take a representative sample of the field in one spot. Uh, We'd lay the chain out. I'd take the the population count um, on both sides of the row, and then – Matt would grab the 11th and 15th year on both sides of the row. We'd take those four years out, we'd count them, um, and put them on our sheet, and then we did that 30 times. We tried to, uh, Matt had the good idea of picking a section um, in every township to kind of make sure to hold ourselves accountable and make sure we're getting a representative sample of, of each township in the county. But Matt, you want to add something there?
2: No, that was uh, pretty much it. We just punched all the numbers, and that, we had a nice little spreadsheet, so I didn't have to do the math in my head or count fingers and toes. So that made it a lot easier at that point. Yes.
0: Well, I would tell you, I think um, you know we have a couple of maps sitting in front of us here as we're all talking, and uh, I think the coverage is very representative. Uh, those maps will be available on our social media and websites um, following once we get everything compiled and such. But I think uh, those of you who are listening will – Um, see some pretty awesome information. Uh, Why don't we talk a little bit about results? Uh, Sam, you kind of want to give us an update on what you guys saw on the Illinois side?
1: Yeah, so on the Illinois side, uh, you know, really, all in all, we didn't have the wind damage like Iowa, um, but we have had three different wind storms. The the second one uh, kind of damaged. I I think it kind of took the top end off of our yield potential. And we're also very dry right now. a lot of tip back and that sort of thing the population the stand was there uh, we had we had a pretty good license to have a whopper over here but little disappointing but you know what it's still better than last year it's better than a drought i mean we're pretty fortunate markets are higher today you know so um pretty good overall it kind of interesting uh we come up with the illinois average number at 196 you know as that compares to the years past about in the middle. Uh, the highest we've ever came up with is 207 before. So um, still a good crop for sure. It's kind of interesting, uh, different areas. You know, we had 22 different groups in Illinois. And if I look at like Henry County specifically, Central Henry County, three different groups, they all came up with the same number on an average. No kidding. Yeah. So from basically Osco all the way over to Atkinson, came up with 207, all three groups. So it's, it's really cool to see that. And then, you know, having eight years of history on the Illinois side, it's kind of cool. You know, we go to the same farms every year. You know, maybe it's a rotation, but we go to the same area, and, and we can kind of get really good history on that. So Yeah, then you get
0: really consistent data. And yes. Then you probably get more consistent results like you got right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll get there one day with Iowa too. So yeah, we're, we're excited for that.
0: That's awesome. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Uh, Travis, what would you see over in Iowa?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, all in all, I think we were – at times, surprised by how much yield was there, or the yield potential that was there. Um, and you feel for those guys in, in Cedar County area. It uh, had a lot of just a lot of destruction in general, not only crops, but you know buildings and homes and everything else. So um, that obviously, I think, is what drove us down um, a little bit there, is, is the, just the sheer amount of wind damage. Because you know, we try to take a, a relative, a good a good sample size. But man, it's hard to it's hard to take a stand count based on what's you know you, you can't can't accumulate what that what the head of the combines actually going to physically pick up there's just no way of knowing that so um but i think we had some nice surprises out there jackson county was a really nice surprise for us we did not expect to see the yield and the and the stand counts and the you know overall kernel depth that we saw within jackson county so i think that one ended up 205 is what we saw that one was probably our highest county average that we were coming up with scott county wasn't too far behind um, but ultimately I mean the stand just wasn't there enough to make up um, that that massive yield in the, in the places that it was standing we were probably averaging somewhere around 26 to 27,000 plants um, so just down on that but the, the years were really long trying to make up for it um, we just didn't have enough out there to, to really hit it so Matt what do you want to add there
2: no, I was going to say, you know, we, you mentioned Cedar County, I, you know, not to just segregate just Cedar County, but there was there was a corridor. It, it did spill over into some of the other counties as well, and you could you can kind of see that. But, you know, the biggest, like Travis had mentioned, you know, how do you equate this to what is going to be harvestable years? So, you know, we tried to be as true as possible. Um, you know, try to consider that some of these, some of these fields are probably not quite as far along. Most of them were starting to get to, you know, fully dent. Area a little bit on that standpoint, but a lot of the a lot of the actual plants were just kinked over. You know, they were still green after laying there for a week, so you know it was a little bit of a hard time of saying, do you count that? Do you not count that kind of piece? And you know, we try to do our best on that whole standpoint. So, um, hopefully, fingers crossed that um, we we we, get, we did the right math and gave the right a right accumulation to those kind of things. We'll have to see how that kind of goes. That might be our learning experience for 2020, which. That seems to be like a going trend for 2020. But we learn something new every other day. I every, think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Every other day. Every other day. You bet it. It's uh, It's been crazy. So on the, you know, from an Iowa standpoint, I spent some time in Jones County, um, helping you guys out. Uh, that helps. You, it, yeah. Helps
2: thank you. Not thank really you. for that.
3: the word I would use, but yeah. It, yeah. Oh, well, that was huge. Go ahead.
0: I didn't fall. How many times did you fall, yeah. Travis? i think it was six, six.
3: but uh details mostly details. yeah i mean details. mostly it was well, the first couple of days you that know was when the i was worst getting part. used to it getting my legs under me, my sea legs they oh say. yeah that's what you call it your crop and walking there legs, was a yeah. couple of times where matt may or may not have had a hand on my back shoving you know forward when wouldn't happen down, down but um lots it, of laughter on his end yeah
0: that wouldn't surprise me that's yeah, good though so. so back to my question any idea based you know as a result of that storm What's your best gut on what's not even harvestable? Any idea percentage wise, or is that too hard to call
2: right now? Boy, I would hate to start setting that bar. I, wow. I guess this is going to be the other side of it that you know, if, if it's a lot of we have a lot of weather yet that could c- come between us and harvest at this point. You know, some I've heard a lot of discussion that they're going to hopefully try to take it as a, uh, a dry harvest. Not you know, we've heard some talk of some silage corn. They're going to try to chop it, but I'm hoping that, you know, we have the right weather that allows us to get the combines through smoothly. I, I, we know it's not going to be easy, um, and, you know, probably some have already been start starting to talk one way, those kind of pieces, and hopefully that it's a, that's a way of hopefully smoothing that in and getting it into the combine
0: at that point. Oh, that's great. Anything you want to add there, Travis?
3: Yeah, no, I'd I mean, just be jumping off of what Matt said. I mean, there there was corn that was... Pinched over and still green, and then there was our there was fields that the corn was dying. So I mean, yeah. that corn's gone. You know, in, in all regards there as far as grain goes, and, and then you you know start to worry about hey if we do get some moisture now, what what sorts of ear molds and things like that are going to start to come in as well and, and make for grain quality issues. So uh, it's not anything fun to talk about, but uh, I think it's something that in our industry we probably need to talk about and make sure that our growers are aware of what's going on. So. Well, the reality is just like what Travis
2: said there, and it's again, we don't want to talk about all the bleakness that we're going to have out there. But the one concern that I think we both express as we are walking a lot of these fields is is that the amount of moisture that was actually trapped within the husk of that ear. I, we're not we're not hanging a hat on it or staying watch out and run for the hills, but. You know, we're going to have to really keep an eye on this grain quality and whether there's going to be some of those kind of things that come into it because that could have another uh, lasting effect on, on 2020 harvest yet as, as we go forward.
0: No, that's a great point. So, Sam, what do we do with these results now?
1: I mean, so really now there's no uh, back check to it until NAS comes out with numbers, I think, the late January, early February. Um, so, so we kind of... Absorb it right now. Get through harvest and see what happens. Um, you know, a lot of guys will will compare or, or try to get their field numbers from us and, and try to compare as the combine goes across. But other than that, next year, basically right. January, February, we'll look at the numbers and and see how we did. Okay. So hopefully, you guys know how to count. Ooh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we've got until at least then. Yeah, just try you, to we hide. Got, we
0: got some time to figure it out. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Lord help us. Well, okay. So Sam, is the are the grain markets at all responding to maybe some of the storms, some of the you know you talked about lack of rain, anything like that? Or maybe based upon our numbers that we just started rattling off, maybe yeah. that
1: maybe we have some influence on this.
2: Yeah. Maybe could we'll be, That's could right. be.
1: You never know. That's right. Uh, you know, as as far as the storm goes, uh, for sure. I I think the the market has. It's there. Um, I, I don't know about a final number. I mean, the, the market won't know exactly, you know, what we were talking about earlier. What's harvestable, what's not. It's hard to put a, a number on that until the combine actually runs across the field or until they disc it under. You can't put a zero on it yet. Um, so, yeah, the market's absorbed that a little bit. I would say the biggest story has is, is been China buying. Uh, and then also, yeah, we, we have some dryness in areas and definitely taking the top end off of both corny and soybeans for sure.
0: hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, good. Travis, you got something else you want to add, buddy?
3: Yeah, stop stealing my microphone. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, my question to Sam is, you know, with with the destruction we saw, I mean, obviously it's, as a whole, it's not a huge area, but a lot of storage that was destroyed. How much does that play into our costs out there or bases or everything?
1: Yeah, I was going say, and that, to me, that's probably the bigger story, you know, looking at those bushels that will probably go right to market come harvest. Um it, it, that could be huge on our basis figures, especially for that Mississippi River uh, Valley there, and then to throw another curveball, you know, having the Illinois River shut down over here, so it, it could it could become kind of a, a cluster this fall.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, kidding.
1: Yeah, so it, the big question will be: Will the farmer pile corn himself or bag it? You know, you hear about the the bags and, and that sort of thing, or, or what's the elevator going to do? You know, are we going to see bushels that we never saw before? That's very possible, also. So. It could it could have a, a, a big impact on, on basis come this fall and winter for It'd sure. It'd be really
0: interesting to see what they do in Iowa basis wise. Yeah. Uh, because of the amount of on farm storage that got impacted by the storm, how many uh, how many of our customers are going to have to deliver straight to town? Right. Right. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting situation. It could be long, and basis could be really impacted. Yes. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah. For sure.
2: Well, I was going to say that's probably the tail of twenty twenty just, just dragging us out yet at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, guys, uh, anything else you want to add about the crop tour? Any final results or, or send-offs for the for the folks that are listening?
3: Uh, we need help next year,
0: so uh, <laughs> make sure you write in
3: if you'd like to come out and help. Uh, Matt and I did, did. We had some help out there. Um, yeah, you did. I mean,
0: I'm right across do, Devin doesn't. I mean,
3: yeah, yeah it, you you did some help. Um, I'm sure you held a chain or something. But...
2: I was gonna
3: say, give him a shout out. Oh yeah. Uh, Trevor Conrad, Dylan Meyer, uh, Grant Maurer, we had some help from, and Jimmy Doherty up in our northern area. I'm not forgetting anyone, am I? Um, thanks a lot to you guys for the, the help you did. And, yeah, you know, hopefully next year we can make a make a big deal out of it and get this 2020 behind us, all this COVID stuff, and, uh, and get some customers involved, too, and, and have some fun with it. So yeah. uh, Matt and I spent way too much time together. I think he's probably had enough of me. Um, you I think i 'm pretty sure that's
2: possible my that's wife
3: says i'm i'm quite a treat so i don 't know what your problem is but
1: huh. <laughs> no you guys did great i mean the i can 't say enough of uh, the wonderful things that that you did and, and the hard work that you did um, getting thirty samples from every county just the two of you that 's a lot of work you know our side we were kind of more fortunate everybody kind of spread out and, and did their own thing and in the the guys I want to say new but I'm the new guy here, right? But uh, the, the River Valley guys really uh, jumped in on both sides of the river and uh, did an excellent job. Like I said, maybe next year we won't have COVID and we can get more customers involved and, and have a little steak dinner afterwards or something like we used to, but we'll yeah, see. Right,
0: yeah, 100%. Now, uh, Travis and Matt, if you guys want to each give him your $100 for yeah. saying <laughs> such <laughs> nice things about you. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice plug. you know? was yeah. a nice plug. Cash only. Tabletop <laughs> guy. Table guys need a little help sometimes. Well, there you have it, folks. River Valley Co-op Tour 2020 is completed. For more details and results, please check us out on Twitter at our Twitter handles, RV Cooperative and RVC Table Talk. I want to thank the Table Talk boys and Sam for joining me for our podcast today of On the Ground Year Round with River Valley Cooperative. We're here to service the whole acre, folks, so be sure to check us out on all the social media outlets. You can find us on our website, too, at www.rivervalleycoop.com. Fall's right around the corner, and we're looking forward to seeing what harvest brings. But until then, please be safe. And and keep
3: your boots on the ground.
0: We'll talk to you later, everybody. Thanks. River Valley Cooperative is growing a healthy future for agriculture. Our main goal is to increase efficiency and productivity of our members' agribusiness operations. The stronger we are as a cooperative, the stronger we are as a community. To learn more, please log on to our website at www.rivervalleycoop.com. We invite you to be part of our success.